This is Inside the Natural State, an Arkansas sports podcast. Welcome to Inside the Natural State, guys. We are back. It's a crazy Monday. It is. Well, you know, it's like Black Monday, except like a month early. So they, uh-huh. they except it was Black Sunday, I guess, technically. Cause and we're out, what, $9.8 million, if yeah. I did my math right? 70%? Something like that. We'll see if that number ever comes to fruition. I, I, I read today that Morris has already been, they've already, somebody's already reached out to him and offered him an OC job. So, which is not surprising. It's not surprising. I mean, he's a good offensive coordinator, according yeah. to you know. I think uh, I, I think uh, 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 Dabo Sweeney is drinking a little too much of his own Kool Aid. I mean, Dabo's trying to take up for his guy. I'm, I mean, I'm understanding of what Dabo's doing. Yeah, but doing, that comment but, he made though, that just I well, don't know. So, I would expect that Dabo's never watched an Arkansas game. And I can not, almost guarantee that. Not, not, be, and I don't mean that badly. I just wouldn't expect him to. Not, not because I mean Arkansas is not a team he has to game plan for. It's not a team that he needs to be worried about. And at the end of the day, he needs to be worried about his team and who they're playing. So, my guess is he's not really seen what product was on the field um, because I don't know of too many people that if they follow the Arkansas program for the past twenty-two games would feel like. Chad Morris truly deserved any more time. Yeah. So, I mean, they made the right decision. They did. You know, Hunter came out today, and um, I thought they did well in the press conference today. I thought Lonnie, you know, initially I was told that it would be trailer. Um, from most that I'd heard over the last week, that if this move was to happen, that it would be trailer. Um, I'm extremely happy with Lonnie. I think that's a great move, um, an in-state guy, a guy that knows kind of what it's going to take. And, and truly, if there's anybody that can try to get something out of this, out of this, these players over these last three weeks, it would be him. So I, I like I like the interim tag on on Lunny. I don't think Lunny's a true uh, option going forward. You don't think he's a true candidate? No, and we'll go we'll go. I'll, I'll get into that, or we can get into that here in just a little bit. But um, I don't I don't think that Lunny. I mean, short of they beat. LSU blow out Missouri and every player on the team says we'll stay <coughs> if if Lonnie's the coach like kind of thing where they but even then I'd be really skeptical this is this is a full-on from the bottom rebuild and and a guy like Lonnie I just he's never even been a coordinator so you know he's had he's been a position coach but he's never even been a coordinator so i mean at the end of the day is he ready for we everybody and it's funny to me everybody wants to talk about how in over his head morris was and and we don't want a guy like norvell because he's from the aac and we don't want this guy because he's from this conference but we want we want barry lunny because he's he's an arkansas guy well that almost goes along the same lines as all those people clamoring for that one certain recruit in the state of Arkansas just because he talks a big Arkansas game but yet doesn't have a rec- doesn't have an offer from anyone. Don't. Don't. Not, not saying a name. I, it, if you follow my Twitter, I think I made a pretty funny comparison to that. But anyway. Yeah, right. yeah. No, you <laughs> – Wow, dude. That, so, that, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty funny yeah. on, uh, on that. But, you know, I, we were at that game. Katie and I went back to, to Fayetteville. Um, on uh, Saturday, and the fact that they said that there was 42,000 seat people there is a dang lie. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they, they I don't understand why they pad the numbers. There was probably about 25, 20, 25 there. By the middle of the first quarter, there was probably about 17. Yeah. By, by halftime, maybe 10. Yeah. And it's, I mean, okay, so it was a perfect storm. Obviously, we suck. Nobody wants to go. Um, it was cold. I mean, it was a beautiful day, but it was it cold. It really wasn't that bad cold. Um, Not as cold as I thought it was. Yeah, anyway. but it still wasn't a great day. 
um, overall. And then opening weekend, a modern gun in the state is huge. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna in a good year, you're gonna have a lot of empty seats in this this same weekend. So I mean, yeah. it was a perfect storm to have nobody there. Um, and, and thankfully, nobody was there. <laughs> I mean, right. At the end of the day, I mean, it was not a game worth watching. So before we jump into the first topic, i got to stop and thank every veteran in the country that are listening to us right now. Uh, today is Veterans Day. As of this recording, it's Veterans Day. Uh, we thank you. We love you for what you've done, for keeping us free and letting us sleep peacefully at night. Yeah, yourself included. Ah, thank you. Thank you, sir. Look, there's more more guys out there that have done more than me. So. Hey, well, it all counts. So but, we uh, okay, all. so give me your thoughts on the game. I mean, did you throw anything? Did you yell? I didn't see any kind of tweets out of you. Well, the so the first little bit, where was I at Saturday? Oh, I was actually working my day job, and um, and so I was running around Benton and Brenda. Easy. <laughs> That's my night job. That's my night job. <laughs> I can't do Dang that it, one. You, you took that, that right, right from me. I can't do that one during the day. <laughs> you took that one right from me. Oh, so, you snatched that one right out yeah. of the middle of the air. So, yeah, I mean. Does your wife know about that? I could deal somehow. So. But, oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right. but uh, I didn't see much tweets out of you. Yeah, I had a few. I think, uh, you know, it just, I mean, it was the same old crap. That's the thing is like it was, it was, so it was on the way home. Um, I was talking to a buddy. And he was like, "What's your prediction?" And this was right as the game started. And I was, and I, I think on Twitter I'd put 34-23, something like that, some random score. Western, yeah, Kentucky I think, um, yeah, I think so. And so I told, I said 34-23, whatever I said. And then I think I was listening to the first drive, and I immediately texted him back, and I'm like. Uh, so forty-five twenty-three is the number I'm going with at this point, and I was pretty close. You were you so, were pretty spot on. Yeah, and, and it just. <laughs> I told you guys last week that I felt like this was going to be North Texas all over again. Yeah, I remember you mentioning something and, along that. And something we since we never did we never did we had a lot of stuff going on last week and ended up yeah not it was a crazy our, week last week yeah it ended up not getting our preview show up. But one thing that that I wanted to bring up before was that really concerned me in this game. Ty Story knew, knows every weakness we have. Mm-hmm. And so I, I told Ty, Katie the very same thing. I said, Ty knows this defense. Yeah, so Ty had to have been licking his chops, ready for this game, knowing that he could beat this team in, in areas. I mean, he'd seen this defense in practice every day last mm-hmm. year. He knew what he was getting into. He knew how bad their offensive line was. He knew how bad the defensive backs were. How I bad didn't want to believe were. it. I didn't want to believe it until I started noticing the trend of they're not punting. Yeah. Every and I was single every single drive, and it wasn't until the second half that they went ahead and punted it. Yeah, well, and that was just because they were just holding on. I mean, yeah. you score thirty five. This is a team that hadn't scored over thirty all year. It scored thirty one time, I think, mm-hmm. and they scored thirty five in the first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, the writing was on the wall. I, I, I think everybody was just fire them at halftime. Don't yeah, let them come back. Yeah, I, I had to, and I, and I got to give a shout out to my big sister. She came and sat with us uh, during that game, so that was kind of cool for me. But even even I looked at her, and I looked at her, Katie, and uh, Gunny that went with us, and I looked at them all, and I went. He's gone after today. Oh yeah, well, and you knew it. I think we all knew that if they lost this game, he was it wasn't going to happen. I, see, I have to disagree. I don't think. I think no matter how the season ended, that I think he was gone. Oh anyway. no, I'll say this. So I do, and I don't know that we shared much of this. I don't know if I shared this much with you guys, but so you don't share nothing with me anymore. So so last so last week, um, I was told that Morris would not 
finish or what he would finish the season. That'd be it. He'd be gone. Yeah. See, so um, I knew that that the the plan was for Morris to go um, and and Chavis to retire and all all of that at the end of the year. The Western Kentucky and even Urichek said it today that that the Western Kentucky game put, you know it forced their hand. They didn't have a choice. No. They and again the, the amount of damage it would have done. So I I think they would have made the move no matter what. But had we not had a bye week in between, I could potentially see that they may have kept him for two more weeks because you just fast track through those two weeks, lose your games, right. get rid of him. But you got a whole bye week, so you have three weeks that you've got to you've got to deal with this for the next three weeks, and 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 the constant negative embarrassment that's going to be played over and over and over, and then you're going to go to LSU and get absolutely smashed. They're going to put 80 on. I mean, yeah. how, what was the yardage they put on uh, on LA, on uh, Alabama? I don't know. I was so I, they put an ungodly number yeah. up. I, I mean, I think I think uh, Burrow had 400 yards passing. LSU's something else, man. If they can put 400 yards passing on Alabama, I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't want to know what they put on us. I I they could easily score 80 if they wanted to. Oh yeah. And and they very well might. Now, again, and we'll get into this here in just a well, bit. It's like it's like the Alabama game. Okay? Had Saban, Saban said, don't try to score, but if you have the opportunity, yeah. you can't. And that's exactly – you saw that. Right. The first half, it was boom, 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 boom. And then the second half, they were just kind of going through the motions. I mean, you put the fourth yeah, team in. That, that's the thing is you look at what the way Orgeron does things and the way Orgeron uh, – and the way he runs that program right now. There's And he's caught a little flag. I don't know who the dummy was that that recorded the, um, the, the live – Snapchat or Instagram, whatever it was, in the locker room of the post game. Have you seen that? Yeah, where he'd said "f Alabama" and went off all this and yeah. just yeah. So, um, Orgeron's not afraid, and these players are at they're playing at such a high level right now. They're not going to be worried about coming in and putting eighty points on Arkansas. Shoot, no, they, and it, but it's in Baton Rouge, dude. Yeah. I'm scared. At six o'clock. At, yeah, it's <laughs> under the lights in Baton Rouge. Yeah, it, okay. It's, it's not going to be pretty. Well, and again. We don't know. Maybe Lonnie gets them up. I don't. Again, I don't think they can be within three touchdowns. But no. if they can be within three touchdowns, I think that's a win. <laughs> as bad as ten, yeah. we, we can't say within three touchdowns of Mississippi State and Western Kentucky. No. So now the only the, the one bright side, I mean, because you, you and I we beat the same dead horse for what ten games now. Well, I mean, at I least beat a the month. same. At least I was gonna a say month I, since I, the I Kentucky beat, game for sure. I've beat the same dead horse for a year and a half now. Yeah, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. There was a bright spot during the game on Saturday. Rakeem Boyd is, an, is a thousand-yard rusher. Why he only had seven touches? I and I get it. Every on two of them, he went yard. Yeah. Well, did you hear what he said in the post game? I thought it was pretty funny. He, he sounded pissed. Well, he threw some serious shade when he somebody asked him about just getting eight carries, and he said. Uh, he said, I mean, I felt like I had more than eight in me today, so I just figured I'd try to score on every time I touched it. And you could <laughs> see the intensity that he was trying. Yeah. And that's the thing is there's there's a few guys, and the guys that you see that are really still trying are the guys that have NFL aspirations. They're the guys that are, that are not – they don't want it on their film that they're quitting. Now, that also being said, there was a drive on the south end zone. I'm only going to reference that because I don't remember the exact specifics. Right. Um. There was a drive on the south end zone, and Jamario Bell lost his mind. We missed the tackle, and he went off on everybody on defense. Well, good. They I should. mean, just lit into him. He got the sideline, ripped his helmet off, and started getting in these guys' faces. Come on, let's go. We got to do it. I'm, and I was like, okay, Jamario, That's get it. after it. Well, 
So, so that brings me to a point that I wanted to bring up tonight. Much time we got over. Oh, we got plenty. plenty, We got plenty of time. I started the timer late, so we got plenty of time. So, all right. So I've I've really done a lot of research and reading and and trying to figure out, really trying to get some inside insight as to what led to where we are today. Yeah. Um. One of the things that and 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 so I'm going to be a little in in the defense of Morris a little bit. I don't think Morris is a bad coach. He's I'm gone. Thinking, you don't have to defend him anymore. I know. But I'm going to be in his defense a little bit in terms of, of what happened and, and where he's at right now. So so Morris is a good coach. Right. I, I think people mis, misunderstand how good of a coach he really is. I think he I, – I didn't I didn't want to agree with this, but I think he's one, he was 110% in over his head. He did not know how to build this program. But from every so, – so we see a lot of stuff coming out on Twitter over the last couple of days, especially from ex-players and then, of course, the, the cryptic stuff from the current players. And But if you read some of that, and a lot of people, oh, well, it's just the crybaby being my players. It's, do they have somebody that watches their social media on what they put out? Uh, or do they intentionally put out these cryptic tweets just to get – Notoriety. Well, I think that's the culture of that age group. I mean, I hate to. I mean, we're a little older than them. A so little? I, I mean, mean <laughs> I mean, I'm oof. about twice the uh, most of their ages, and you're you know. Look, 10 I, I was working. I was working with my dad time. today, and I was I was thinking, okay, I can make it up and down because we were working in, the, in his attic. Yeah, dude, I got about halfway up that attic, uh, halfway through the day. I was like, my knees can't take more, yeah. much more of this. Yes. <laughs> so, so I mean, when you when so uh, I guess. I think that's just part of that culture. It's part of the social media culture of, of, of trying to put stuff out, that, but not, you know, it's all cryptic. And they can, the, the thing that I guess you feel when you, when you do that is I can put something out and if it's cryptic enough, I can say, oh, well, it meant this. Oh, it was a song lyric or it was this. Did you notice that. that they did so, that very same thing though? Yeah. And, and so that's fine. It is what it is. But my, my, I guess my point is, you know, people have whined or said, well, it's just the whining ex Bielema players that are, that are complaining. But here's, here's where I think Morris really made a huge mistake. And, and I, you read it in a couple of tweets that came out and, and enough guys agreed with it, liked it and said something about it that I believe there was a lot of truth. And I've heard from other people within their sources within the program that have said the same thing. Morris came in and created a divided locker room when he came in. I you mean, think? he divided. Basically, he told the the old he the old guys got treated like crap, and and were shunned in some ways, while the new guys were they were trying to to build into this new Arkansas, and so a lot of the old guys. And again, it's understandable because a lot of those guys really love Bielema. No matter how you felt about Bielema, these were guys that went to battle with Bielema every day. You were in the arm. You were in you were in the armed mm-hmm. forces. You understand that. You know, it's a different. You, you go to battle with these guys. You build. Mm-hmm. You build a camaraderie with that person. There's a bond well, there that most of, those, of us don't understand. You were, you know, you're talking. You're comparing it to, to being in the military. It's one of those things that, if you're on the offensive line, you know the right and the guy, the guy to your right and the guy to your left, is going to be. You know, you can trust them to do their job. It's right. kind of like in the military. You know, the guy to your right and the guy to your left will cover your ass on the battlefield. Yeah. I don't think you had that. Well, I think so. The problem, though, I think, is again. You had a coaching staff that didn't that didn't build that that camaraderie. He didn't he didn't do things to build. He talked in cliches. He said all this stuff, and and maybe the comment that they won't put a name to, but maybe the comment that came out earlier in the year before the season started, the anonymous. Yeah, no, see, now I was just was, fixing to ask you about that. It was spot on. I mean, maybe it was something that people should have taken a little deeper look. See, at. I was going to ask you about that later yeah. tonight, but I mean, it's fair to reading back on it and then now seeing. 
the 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 tweets that are coming out and all yeah. that. You gotta wonder. Now, going staying on the topic of the tweets, you remember when Bielema got fired? Everybody kept on going on Twitter, form players, what have you. You got you know, you guys happy, you got what you deserved. Right. In defense of it. In yeah. defense of it. You, you don't see that now. You, I mean, you've got players tw- going going to Twitter and saying, you know, you reap what you sow. <laughs> oh man, about time. And I asked, I, I, I was, I'm real close with somebody with the team, and I asked them, so what's the morale? I didn't try to get any inside information or anything like that. Right. I asked them, I said, what's the morale of the team now that Morris is gone? I said, describe it in one word, and they said relief. And 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 I can see that, that bothers me more than anything. Well, and again, I think. There was a lot of lies told. I think there was a lot of a lot of things said, and something that I actually that I that I read earlier, for, or that I was told earlier from a uh, from another from another person that I that I trust for the most part, was that a lot of the players got to a point, and when you talk about trust, when we talk about trusting the guy to your left, you're right. A lot of these players got to the point where they didn't trust that the coaching staff knew what they were doing. There was I remember, um, so I this, I was actually I think it was. So there's there's a couple of people that I that I really trust that give me information, and one of the one of them has been really big on information over the last little, little bit, and and one of the things that he that he has reiterated was the disconnect between certain people on staff and the fact that they would try to go to Morris or to other guys and they couldn't be found. The coaches there was no camaraderie even within the coaches. Players or, or, or assistants or grad assistants would walk by a coach in the hallway and the coach wouldn't speak to them. And, and so the, the, it was almost like the, it got to a point where the pressure was so bad on these guys that, um, that, they, that they basically just shut down because they didn't know what to do, which then bled into the locker room and the players felt that. And, and you've already got a, a, you know, a group of players who haven't experienced much winning over the last four years and, and that, that have let go of the rope on multiple opportunities. I think you saw it again, and I mean, Juracek made the point today, but you saw it in that Western Kentucky game. These guys were done. They're not, and that doesn't mean they're bad players. They're just not going to play for that guy. Yeah, and and that's that's kind of what I told Katie when we were sitting there stands, and I just we've got the talent. We do. Yeah, well, there's we have the talent to beat Western Kentucky and San Jose State. Yes, yes. <clears throat> One last question. And we're going to go to break. Where do you think this team where the wheels came off where it was, it was the team was gone. Well, and I got asked. <clears throat> sorry, I got asked that question by a buddy today who I haven't talked to in a while, and he reached out and messaged me, and he's yesterday, and he was like, "Hey, man, just checking on you." He's like, "What do you think about Morris?" I know he was, you know, he's your guy. Are you upset that he's gone? I said, "No." I said, "I'm glad he's gone." He's, "Well, well what happened?" And I said, I "Said when did?" He, I said, "Well, he lost me weeks ago around the Kentucky game when we when we couldn't get the job done against Kentucky a bad football team a, a football team with a wide receiver at quarterback yeah uh, you know you 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 made the decision to run nickel the entire game against a running a running team the the decisions that were made in that game made no sense and that's when it became from a logical standpoint i could no longer defend him but of course the next two games were games we knew we were going to lose you weren't getting up about those games you weren't going to get excited so for me he lost me at Kentucky I was done after Mississippi State. I mean, Kentucky, I was at the point where, okay, this, this thing's got to be done. But after Mississippi State, I was ready for him to go, like, right then. They should have – at the very least, Chavis should have been fired after that game. But that – when he came out after the Mississippi State game and did nothing, and, and by, by doing nothing, I mean he held no one accountable. We, we he didn't, didn't even hold himself yeah. accountable. Sorry, I got yeah. a little out there. No, we didn't see anything to, to feel – 
confident that we were going to move forward he in a good sidestepped way. sidestepped every question. He didn't. I mean, did you learn anything from that post-game press conference or even press conference that Monday? No, no. You never learned anything from well, those but press conferences. Well, versus, versus some, another coach. I mean, versus another coach from another school. I mean, yeah. I, it, it, put, put, put Saban in there. Put Ogeron. Or hell, put Moorhead in that, in that situation. Right. He's going to look at you and go, oh, well, this, this was the reason. Yeah. Well, and you would think so. And, again, you got to be careful. They, those guys, coaches have got to be careful what they say in those moments. True. But at the same time, when you think about it, you come out of the Kentucky game and you call us team fragile. I mean, you can't do that. You cannot. Well, I have, a, I have a theory about that that we'll get to later on. I think the media uh, – hell, I'll go ahead and say it now. I think the, the media fed into that because they would always ask, how fragile – is this team right now? How fragile do you think well, the quarterback is? Or who, who? When the center comes out and says, I don't know who's behind me half the time. Well, let, so I, I think we got to be careful on that quote because I don't think that quote came out as, as it's been interpreted. At the end of the day, I think what he meant was it doesn't matter who's taking the snaps. I'm just worried about me snapping the ball because it's the same no matter who's back there. I think that's how he meant that. Not that I don't know who's there. Well, it's like we said yesterday being Sunday on the live show. Uh, Will and I were talking. Will did an awesome job, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Awesome job stepping in uh, for co-host. But it's like he and I talked about yesterday. You have to, you have to take accountability. Right. You have to own up. If, if you can't make the decision, hire somebody. Well, but that's exactly it. If you can't make the decision, someone's going to make it for you, and that's what happened. That's what happened. I, mean, I love the way Hunter Yurchek handled that press conference this morning. Oh. But we'll, like I said, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But uh, coming up next, man, we're going to jump into the coaching candidates and who you and I think. I bet you I bet you you and I have the same list. I don't know. Probably not. But I'm, 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 I, anyway, when we get back, I have something to say. <laughs> Will, Will and I broke it down a little bit yesterday. So uh, you, I mean, if you watched the show yesterday, you, yeah. you probably saw it. But yeah. we will get to that as soon as we get back. All right. Sounds good. Subscribe to Inside the Natural State and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Natural State Sports. Welcome back to Inside the Natural State, Zach and Steve, on this very special Veterans Day edition. By the time you're listening to this, though, it'll be Thursday, so... Uh, oh, man. All right, so Morris is out after a 4-18 and record. So now the question becomes, who do you get? Okay. So we broke. Will and I broke it down on the live show this week. Hang on. Hang on. Uh-oh. I'm going to cut you off for a minute. Uh-oh. I have a rule after today. Okay. There are three names that are not allowed to be said. Three names that are not allowed to be said in terms of this coaching search. Can I guess the three? Yes. Can I guess the three? Yes. Houston Nutt. Yes. Bobby Petrino. Yes. Gus Malzahn. Yes. Never Bingo. again. What's never. my What's Stop. my prize? What's my prize? I, I'll, I'll decide that later, but never again. Never. Well, I do not want to talk about any of those guys. You missed it. See, see, you missed it when you're not on the live show. Right. Kelly Kelly called in. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. I ended up in the corner. Oh, no. Yeah. It was quite funny because mm-hmm. I think Will set me up. I have to go back because I, I watched the first probably 30, 35 minutes. Well, I think Will set me up. But no, I, I agree. Gus Malzahn. I, I, I don't want him, but I don't think I don't think he's I don't I don't think he's a good fit here. I think his I think his time is past. 
Okay. Here's here's all I'm gonna say about it. Mm-hmm. Gus left here on uh, that guy. I'm not even gonna say his name anymore. <laughs> you can't even you can't even say his name. No, up. that guy left this state on in 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 ugly in mm-hmm. an ugly situation. Okay, whether that was he created it, Nut created it, the media created it. It still was not a good situation how he left. Right. He has taken every opportunity to take take jabs at Arkansas since then. Oh God, yes. He has taken every opportunity to run the score up on Arkansas since then. Didn't he use the opening at Arkansas after Bielma got fired to get a bigger contract at Auburn? So, I, okay. Or is that the rumor? That, that's how it. That's how it is perceived, and maybe that's what he did. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of that. But what I real, I don't know that he used it. I honestly think that he was coming to Arkansas. He wanted to come to Arkansas, and and at that point, maybe it would have been a good fit. I still didn't want him then, just because I don't think he's a great coach like everybody else does, but. Well, I think he, I think the best you're going to do with Gus, even if he comes to Arkansas, is about seven wins. Seven yeah, eight wins. Oh yeah, you'd be lucky to get six or seven out of out of him if he came. But I mean, after what we've been through the last seven years, though, I mean that looks well, like a godsend. No, and that would be fantastic. But I just so, but I think the problem is you're going to create a massive divide if you bring a guy like that because right. the people that want him are the people that think he's going to come here and win national championships. The people, the people that don't want him understand that this is a guy that spent his time at Auburn, and while he's been at Auburn, he's averaged top ten recruiting classes year after year after year, and he's averaged eight wins a year. So what makes you think that in the same division of college football that he's going to come here to Arkansas? And let's be real, Arkansas is what it is. While you can recruit here, you're probably never going to recruit at higher than an average 15th or so clip, and that's doing really well. Realistically, a good coach is going to recruit in the 20 range here, and that's you just have to develop to move forward. Now, you're going to have your years where you'll, you'll jump up, but realistically, you're, you're going to average 15 to 20 every year. If he can't do it with top 10, why, does people, why do people think in the same conference he's going to do it with top 15, top 20 talent? So, to but me... can he beat Alabama? Can no, he beat LSU? No. And, Consistently, and, no, but no, he has done it. He has, and and but I mean, shoot, the last time they won was off. When was the last time they won on the kick six? Is that the last time they beat them? Maybe they beat them since then. But no, I, I don't know. That, I don't know. That I, was I a miracle that they. Yeah, won. That, that was their a, miracle season. That was too. a they miracle so season. So many miracles happened that whole yeah. year. But and so I mean, so wasn't that Cam Newton year too? No, not Cam no. Newton. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, Cam, he was the he was a coordinator when Cam was there. So Chiswick was still the head. coach. Oh, that's right. That's when, right. That's when, right. When Cam was there, old um, soul again. Yeah. But and so I mean so that's that's no. That's, okay, so that that's that guy. Yeah. We all know BP. I'm gonna go ahead and say it BP, I'm not even gonna say his name. We all know that one. Yeah, the course that that's he's not a good he's and, not a and good we've coach. we've even broken down why he he, need, he doesn't need to and he I don't think he can come back anyway. No. The perception would be awful. As a kid, Houston Nutt was my coach. Yeah. I mean, the guy could motivate a bar of chocolate. Yeah. Okay. He could sell a Catch up popsicle to a woman wearing white gloves with but his he eyes closed. Couldn't coach a quarterback. I've heard rumors that he's lobbying for the job. Oh, now. it's not rumors. He has. Oh, has he? he? Oh, he is. Here's my problem with Houston. He's a great motivator. He loves Arkansas. I just think the game has passed him by. I think his style has hit because it's always run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle. Well, and and if. And we don't know much about what Nuts' philosophy would be now since he hasn't coached in forever, which is my biggest issue. He's not been. There's a reason he's not coaching right now. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, he's turned down jobs to stay in the booth. If the guy wants to coach. But the problem he, is he's, he's not coaching. in the booth. He, well, it, on CBS yeah. Sports or whatever well, yeah. he's on. So, I mean, he's so, – so, I mean, just that alone 
the fact that he that he hasn't coached in so right. long that that would give me pause. The the one thing that you you would feel you'd get from that that would be good is is his raw raw attitude. You you know he would unite the state. The question is, and, and I'm not even lobbying for it because it's a bad idea. But who does he have connections to that are top level assistants that he could bring with him, and he would allow them to do their job because that was the problem before. He wouldn't allow his assistants to do their job, and so he wanted to call the plays. Remember. He called. He he was. The I called inventor. that play. Chuck. I called. Yeah, he was the inventor of the wildcat, not Malzon. You know, I mean. Yeah. So I mean, I'd love to have him here in some capacity. Whether yeah, I, 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 I I'm not gonna say AD, but yeah. bring him on as an advisor or a, a. Subscribe to Inside the Natural State and give us a five star review on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Natural State Sports. We, the people. Stand tall, equal, and free. In pursuit of happiness. And premium American spring water. Mineral-rich, revitalizing goodness. With a naturally detoxifying high alkalinity. And 7.8 pH. Bottled in glass. To oxygenate our brave, proud selves. The healer and hydrator of. We. 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 The people. The Mountain Valley spring water. Back to the source. But bringing my back on as a as a official booster, if you want to, or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, you he, there are there are roles he can maybe fit, but head coach is not it. So no, and I, like I said, my biggest my biggest qual with it is I think I think the game has passed him by. Yeah, and and I would agree with that. And again, that would all depend on who he could bring as assistant. So so that brings us to yeah drum roll yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna find this because now are you are you listing head, just head coaches? Or are you listing? Coaches and assistants. So initially when I started looking at this plan, and, and this is what I've been told. Now, Eurocheck said some different things today that leads me to maybe expanding my coaching ideas of who we might bring in. But I put this out on Twitter earlier today. I saw it. Yeah, well, I'm going to pull it up for those that didn't. And this is what I truly believe would be. This now, for is, those that don't follow you, shout, give them your Twitter yeah, handle. At, at High Flying Hogs or All Aboard the Must Bus. So I've changed your, your my name. Twiddle, your Twiddle? <laughs> your Twiddle. Twiddle my Twiddle. Whoa. Your Twitter handle. That's a hard word to <laughs> say for me, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, your Twitter, Twitter handle has changed quite a bit as of late. I know it. I. I. I, I tried to find the right name and I really want to keep a football related name until the football season's over but I just couldn't so I, I have an idea I may change it again though so in the next 24 hours so who knows but it's oh boy. At, at High Flying Hogs if you're looking for me um, I've gained a lot of followers on those over the yeah, weekend yeah. but hey is that a bad thing? No it's really good I appreciate them so I, I said this is what I believe will happen and, and this is my opinion this is not I have a little bit of insight on a few things no insight on who we're going to get I don't know and, and let me just say this while this will be coaching searches are fun, we're gonna have a lot of fun following it. Oh yeah, this will be um, this will be a new segment every week. Yeah, so it'll it'll be a lot of fun to follow. Um, but if we learned anything from the Muscleman hire with with Hunter, is we're not gonna know anything until the day it happens. No. There's gonna be a lot of stuff's gonna come out. We're gonna be told stuff. Sources, quote unquote, are gonna say what they or what people's gonna have sources. All I've over even the read the story so, behind the Muslim hire or the alleged story. Oh Lord, yeah. That is the goofiest thing ever. Uh, that whole anyway. So I'm not gonna get but into that'll that'll that. bring yeah. me to a point later in the next segment where uh, 
about Hunter Juracek and trusting the process that he does. Right. So, so these are the guys that I think they'll take shots at. Uh, Matt Campbell, Matt Rule. Matt Campbell uh, is Iowa State. Iowa State. Rule's at Baylor. Uh, Tom, or Tom Allen, yes, at Indiana. That guy, That's one I didn't think about. It. That guy over at um, at that other place. No, um, no, Mike, no. Mike Leach. No. Tom Herman. No. And then I think your backup list will look something like Norvell, Kiffin, Bill Clark, and Sean Luttrell. Um, Luttrell is... The guy that came here last year and beat the snot out of us from North Texas. The North Texas coach. Okay. So that's the guys that... So those are guys that initially what I was told is that that Juracek was going to go after a sitting Power 5 coach or a coach that has Power 5 experience. So <clears throat> I'm going to disagree with the, that list just a little bit. Okay. Kiffin is out. You're landlocked. He wants to be on the coast. He's either going to be on the West Coast in L.A., or down there in Florida at, at uh, what is he, Florida Atlantic? Florida Atlantic, but I don't know. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and he wants an opportunity to go after Saban before Saban's done. So I don't know that he could do that at Arkansas, but I'm I, – See, I, I got a problem. I, I like I like Bill Clark, though. You you talked me into Bill Clark. I do, too. You and I, you and I had, a, had a discussion off, off air, yeah. and I did not realize that he had brought – literally brought this program back from the dead. Yeah. I do like Bill Clark. I don't think Bill Clark's leaving UAB. And, and let me be clear. I think if it's somebody like Bill Clark that mm, several other people told us no. I think Bill Clark's on the low end of the totem pole right Why now. does everybody want Mike Leach? Well, uh, so... I'm, I, I'm not up on that bandwagon yet. And I, I, I mean, yeah, his press conferences are hoot to watch. Well, so I've gone back and forth on Leach. But I can make a case, I think, where I feel really good about a guy like Leach. So... Initially, my thought process on Leach was how would he meld into this locker room with his, you know, with as much kind of turmoil as happened. But, and, and now, uh, admittedly, I've not followed his coaching career to the point where I understand what kind of coach he is in the locker room. We know what we see in the press conferences. We know what we see on the sidelines. We know that he's hard on his players. But does he mold, does he, does he mix being a player's coach with being a hard ass? And by that I mean is he is he a Bobby Petrino type except a little more likable, and and I, I believe he is that way because if, if, he's not always like I mean how many of his sound bites do we listen to and we just love because it's I mean outside of the ones here lately where he's been calling his team quitters and and soft and babies and all of the entitled and all of that which is fantastic <laughs> but again so I, that's what's does that not gonna is that not gonna create a divided locker room so though? that's what's caused me pause on him but the more I think about it maybe that's what that locker room needs is a coach to come in. And, see, I think where Morris messed up was when Morris came in, he told the Bielema guys that they were soft and that they needed to be more like the young guys coming in. I feel like that was the the conversa- or the, the tone that he set. Leach is going to come in and say, you're all soft, figure it out. Work your butt off, and you, that's what he's going to do. And so he's going to unite, the, unite that locker room in a different way, I believe. Now, here's, here's where I make the argument for Leach is you bring Leach. Okay. You go get a guy. You go get his his ex defensive coordinator Alex Grinch from Oklahoma. He makes one point four million. You're already paying Doofus one point five. So you bring in Grinch. <laughs> Did you really just call? Him? <laughs> well, have you seen him? I mean, he looks like a Doofus version of Santa Claus. Like, <laughs> did you really just call Chief the a Doofus? Well, if the shoe fits. So I mean, that is that is great. So that I mean, is oh, that is so great. So you've got so you bring Grinch. As his DC and Grinch did some good things in at Washington State. The other thing to think about what is, is Grinch's track record? Wasn't he somewhere before Oklahoma and Washington? He was somewhere. 
See, it Wisconsin. Was he at Wisconsin or Nebraska? Somewhere in the Big in the Big I'd Ten. Have to follow him back further, but I just what about? I know uh, he was really good with with Leach. Okay, so you have him as DC. Who, who's your OC? See, I don't know. That is a little different. I've not done a lot of research. I don't even know who his OC is now. But to be honest, I trust his offensive philosophy enough that I don't care who he brings with him on the offensive side of the ball. I, Leach's track record speaks for itself. I don't have a problem. You bring whoever you want. The guy's averaged eight wins a year at Texas Tech and Washington State with three-star players. He's not had a great recruiting base. Yeah, but you're you're you're, you're talking about the big the Big Twelve, which mm-hmm. is now the Big Ten or Big Eight it's or still, whatever. Yeah, Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve. Yeah, but again, okay. yeah, what can he do in the SEC where he can get actual four-star players? Yeah, but again. And and I'm going to play devil's advocate for for art or for for the rest of the SEC West here. You're going up against Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and I'll even throw A and M in there. That's, I mean, you're at best you're probably looking at fifth. Well, some, so, some well some years. But here, okay. But here's here's the thing. As Will likes to say, we say too much. But so so think about that it. was a hashtag on, yeah. on our show earlier this year. <laughs> but but so think about it. What does what, what should the expectations for the next coach be? And, and I'm not talking about the short-term expectations because the short-term expectations are going to be really difficult. The expectations going forward for a coach should be a guy that we know can get us eight or nine wins a year, seven to nine. That should be the number that we're looking for, seven to nine wins a year. So if he drops to like a six and six, one year, one year, That's one fine. full That's year. Gonna ha- what I'm saying is over a 10-year period, he needs to average seven or eight wins over a 10-year period, which means there may be a four. So, so Leach went like, Three and nine, seven and six, and three and nine. His first years, first three years at, at Washington State. Since then, he's gone. He's won, I think, nine, nine, eleven, and he's probably going to win six or seven this year. So, um, so what we should be looking for going forward is is a guy that can get us an average of seven to nine wins. That's where this program truly is. With we know that once every three to five years you're going to have that year or two stretch where you're going to win 10 or 11 and be at, at that upper echelon. You're not going to be able to sustain it at Arkansas. Right. You never will. But if you can get it there, you can sustain it in a way that will make fans happy, where you win 10 or 11, maybe you creep into a playoff conversation, maybe you get there, but you're playing in a New Year's Six Bowl, and then maybe a Cotton Bowl, and then you know the next year is, is kind of a down year. You may have a four-win season in there from time to time. You may have just a six-win season in there from time to time. My biggest fear, my biggest fear is that we're going to get somebody in here. They're not going to improve this thing fast enough like we all want, and we're going to run another guy off, and we're going to be sitting here again in two years talking about the same thing. Is this going to become a, a normal thing at Arkansas where if you don't win in two years, you're out? Well, so number one, no, because – you can't afford it. more. And Juracek said that in the press conference today. Arkansas can't afford and no school can afford it, especially with the buyouts. No matter what, and Juracek said this today in the press conference as well, we can't be the leader in this buyout game, which what he meant by that was if we've got to give a guy a guaranteed $50 million contract for whatever, then that's what we're going to have to do because that's just what it takes to get a guy here. It, the buyout is going to be obscene. So at the end of the day, two years from now, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to get rid of a guy because we can't afford to. So that and, and I think the expectations for the next guy just needs to be win three games your first year. Well, but and let's again let's be real about the next two years. The next two years are brutal. Notre Dame and Texas on the schedule at their places. Yeah, so, I mean, Katie's not going to let me live that one down. So I mean, it's it, that that's your non-conference games, and so I mean, so from and that, I think we flip 
Kentucky with Tennessee. I think Tennessee. We get Tennessee next year. Tennessee's next yeah. year, and no. then no, yeah, we get them at home. We, but we get them at home this time. I think that's right. So I'd have to look at the schedule. I'm sorry, Vanderbilt's next year. Vanderbilt's next year, and I think Tennessee's the year after that because I think Vanderbilt is the Little Rock game next year, or supposed two year, to be. Two years, yeah. Well, so so from that, so when you when you think about what what we should, um, where we should be with with the expectation. Um, and lost my train of thought. Where were we at there? <laughs> um, I was talking about my big, my biggest fear is having. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that you can I don't think that you can we we can't afford to do that as a program. Number one. Um, number two, I think we're this program is officially at rock bottom, and so I don't I know think. that I don't know that fans, ourselves included, were understanding of just how bad it was when Morris took over. Now I'm not saying that. Morris wasn't giving a fair shake because he absolutely was. I, you could say that less than two years isn't enough. From what we saw, it was plenty enough. Morris just Morris could never grasp the locker room. I alone. just wanted him to be competitive. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is this year, if he would have been, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. And so, he'd still have a job. Yeah, and so the next coach just has to come in, number one, and, and unite the locker room, get rid of guys that don't need to be here. And, and play this thing out over the next couple of years. I think the fan base at this point will be very patient with the next guy. I think that we'll get to a point where everyone will be pretty happy with where this program is. But I, and I, but I think that people will be, be willing to give the next coach enough time to get to that point. You know, everybody keeps asking, Julie, Julie Cromer people's jacked up the last hire. Okay. Yeah. Hunter, or they're, they're pointing blame at Hunter Yurichek, and they're pointing blame – it was actually a board of trustees. Now, here's my yeah. point that I can trust, that I know as a fan, Hunter Gurchek's going to do this right. Look at the two hires he's made so far. Oh yeah, Jordan Weber, an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, in our gymnastics program now. I think she's the youngest coach in Division One. Yeah. And then my personal favorite, because I jumped on on this thing back in July, the must bust, Eric Musselman. Yeah. To me, I, again, he may not make. We may not make the tournament this, this year. But look at the energy. Look at look at the 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 team's dynamic now. Okay. Look at it. I mean, yeah. he goes out. I mean, I could list everything, you know, high points that he's done. You gotta you gotta start wondering. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I, I don't. I if, think if if this would have been if this would have been Jeff Long, oh, I'd have been freaking out right now. I'd oh, be like, oh god, we're gonna screw well, this if, up. If this had been Jeff Long, Morris wouldn't have been fired. He'd get a third year because you know Jeff Long <laughs> wouldn't fire. Him. So, I mean, that's why Jeff Long got fired because he wouldn't fire Bielema yeah. soon enough. So, um, so yeah, I 100% trust that Juracek's going to make the right move here. Um, so, as we as we wrap up, give me do – you, do you have a, a top three? I do. I have a top three. And they're, 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 if you've watched the live show this week, you already know. But, but I'm, I've removed Mike Leach because okay. I had, had four. I had three, you know, four or five of them. Okay. They're no, in no particular order. Okay. Norvell. Okay. Bill Clark, uh-huh. and Drinkwitz out of Appalachian State. Okay, I mean, and that's that is a very fair top three. That is three guys that I would think would be obtainable for Arkansas to hire. So, little teaser for next week: Does Arkansas do, do, are, are we a up and comer school that we're just going to get up and comers, or are we going to actually is Hunter Yurchek going to do this right, and we're going to get somebody in here that will proverbially. Grab a player by the face mask and get this team where it needs to be. Well, we can't. So this is and so 
my my I'm gonna give you a top four before we before we jump off here. All right. Um, and mine is more indicative of the fact that of where I feel like what your check's gonna try to do. So and and people that I've talked to. So my top four, not in any. Well, I'm gonna say my number one, my dream number one that they that they they better throw everything they can at and make every make him say no 15 times is Matt Campbell. Go get Matt Campbell at all cost. I don't care that it costs eight million dollars to buy him out. I don't care that it's going to cost okay. five million a year to See, get him. See, you're getting ah. We, topic we, for next week. We could carry it onto the. We can do a short another episode. Yeah, we're going to do another because <laughs> we now, carry it over. Now, now you've now you've got me hooked on this thing. Okay, so let me finish my top four and then we'll jump in after the break. So, Campbell, Leach, and so shoot, I just lost my train of thought on the third. <laughs> So, oh, sorry, Campbell, Leach, Norvell, and Kiffin. See, I'm just, I'm not on the Kiffin train. I was on the Kiffin train before we hired Morris. And when we come back, I'll give you a couple well, of we're gonna, we're why gonna, I want. Why, we're why we're going to wrap that. this up this week. We may we may drop one later this week, yeah. another one that talks about that. We'll, do, we'll probably do a special uh, uh, for coaches searches and everything. Right. But, uh, man, my, my my comment to the fans and my thought my final thought before we wrap this up it's going to be a bumpy ride the next couple of weeks we're we're not going to know anything you're going to hear names you're going to hear numbers you're going to hear all kinds of things just trust the process yeah and basketball season is finally here yes it is until next week this is Zach and Steve on a very special edition of Inside the Natural State Veterans Day edition Steve, until next time, my man. All right, man. Have a good week. All right, brother. Woo pig. Woo pig. Remember to join us every week as Zach and Steve bring the best in fan reaction to Arkansas sports. Follow us on social media for the best of fan-driven, unfiltered content. Yeah.